It's time for the Colonel Mania podcast with Mike, Spencer, and Ace. Well, welcome to Colonel Mania podcast one six, correct? I think six uh, is yes. sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Ace Bondaloo. Sorry, I'm Spencer dropping things over here. Your boy Mike, how's it going, everybody? I thought you were supposed to go, yo, yo, yo. Catchphrase. You locked yourself into that. <laughs> You're, like, <laughs> You're like, why do you guys be quiet? We're five seconds in. Um, yo, yo, good night. yo. <laughs> there it is. Somebody clipped that. Um, it was a good night of wrestling. I didn't catch much of it. I had a long day, so I'm just along for the ride with you, the listener. Um, yeah, I yeah I watched AEW and I caught NXT also. So excited to talk cool. about both. Hot take, hot, hot intake of wrestling, Mike. But a little housekeeping here. Uh, Spencer, how's it coming with the TNA Reverse Battle Royal? Any progress on that? You know, you're gonna have to stop asking me, right? Like, I it's not happening yet. <laughs> Someone eventually is gonna hear that we need it, and they'll hook us up. <laughs> Sure. Um, right. I have not watched my Money in the Bank punishment match. Uh, Spencer's still behind on his Drew Gulak match. Mine was the Revival versus Kurt Hawkins and Ryder at WrestleMania 35. I don't have any problem watching that, but Mike, you just came off hot off hot off the grill watching your punishment match. Care to elaborate on it and how what you thought of it? Yeah, so my punishment match from Money in the Bank was Viscera versus Crash Holly from SmackDown 2000, and it was a four-minute match, and it was a good match. It wasn't a punishment at all. I I didn't want to I didn't want to sort of like say too much, but I actually like Crash Holly a lot, so I didn't have a problem with the match. I I, I always found Crash Holly was kind of underused in the WWE. He's like a hardcore guy, but he's really athletic. And Viscera always look cool. <laughs> Oh yeah, Viscera. Well, actually, I was like younger. I tweeted I was younger when Viscera was around at this time, and like when I was younger, he scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like just the way he looked at the. I contact. thought he was so cool. I was like, wow, I want to be him. <laughs> well, you know what? Like at that time when I first started watching, I was ignorant to like you know previous generations, so I didn't know he was King Mabel before this. Uh, I obviously know know this now and know that like they pushed him at a time getting him to win the King of the Ring. And you look at him when he was Mabel and then Viscera. I think we, when he's Viscera and then later on when he was Big Vis, Big Daddy V, he just kind of, over the years, just kind of like, he loses it more and more a little bit. You know, you can kind of see, you can kind of see the weight adding up a bit, especially when he's Big Daddy V. What was the finish of the match? So Viscera <laughs> won it with a, uh, a, word, a big splash. Uh, it came off of a uh, crash. Holly went for like he went to jump on him, but he Viscera caught him. He had him in a uh, electric chair, reverse into a spinning power bomb, and then uh, and then he finished him off with the splash. But Crash Holly got offense in. Like it was a good big man versus little man match, and there was also a weird like Taz vignette thing. Like Taz's logo popped up on the screen, like before. What you like, What do you think of the Viscera theme music? Awesome. Subpar. I'd say four and a ten. I love it. You guys are tripping. I love that theme music. It's not even good at all, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's more hyped up than you need it to be, I think. Or excuse me, I think you hyped it up a little bit more than is needed because it's meh. Just, just meh to me. It's just so gothic. 
I listen to that Viscera music when I uh, do anything, anything at all. Really? <laughs> yeah, it fits the mood. Um, Spencer, any housekeeping? Nope, no housekeeping here. All right, I guess we can move into the uh, breakdowns of the show. I don't, I feel like we're forgetting something. I don't know what it is. I've just had a brain melter of a day, so you guys will have to uh, let me know. Sure, no worries. It probably wasn't that important anyway, so uh, I wouldn't worry about it right now. Excellent. Um, Who wants to break down AEW? Yeah, I got it covered. No problem at all. Uh, I'll say right off the hop, me and Spencer were talking about this uh, before we went live, and just felt like some of the tag matches that happened tonight and like a little bit of what's going on in the tag division. It's kind of just like, there's just a little, a little bit too much going on. Uh, and tonight's episode was, was fine, but not one of my favorite episodes. Mm. I would say this is kind of just, just there for me, honestly. All right. Well, uh, break it down. And I can't wait to hear what happened uh, about the tag division. I'll, uh, give you the floor to give it a good sweep and I'll, I'll be here with the dustpan. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay. It's your, it's your, t- it's the AW break breakdown. Thank you very much, Ace Bondaloo, for that tag off. Like a tag team, six-man tag. Anyways, uh, so we started things off, Jake and Lance out. Uh, Jake, was, Jake is saying that he was asked to apologize for last week when he put a snake on Brandy. He didn't apologize. That's uh, not a shock to anybody. And then Cody comes in with his F-150, just drives into, his, into the arena in an F-150, gets out, Archer meets him, big brawl between the, t- the two of them. Uh, it was very entertaining, great way to start the show. Really liked this segment. It was awesome. Um, I don't know if Spencer, which just uh, I forgot to ask. Um, so you didn't see anything at all, but did you catch like anything like on the highlights or any, uh, any like anything news wise that happened from the show? Um, like uh, announcements or uh, yeah, oh, just I, like small announcements I, and stuff. I, I saw some things you were tweeting about the casino ladder match. Uh, some of the entrants that were in it. It's only three that were announced out of nine. I think it, I think I saw that was tweeted. Um, yeah, and, and, uh, I, I did read up a little bit on what happened just so I could be a little more prepared tonight for the pod. Um, and, uh, just my initial reaction to that opening segment would be that this makes me think Cody's winning the TNT title. I mean, I would be shocked and pleasantly so if, uh, Archer wins, but, um, I just don't see it right now based on this storyline. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, I it's hard for me to pick right now. I think that they have a chance to have like Cody put over like next week or before the pay per view. Still, uh, I think Archer is going to win just because they have a face champion as their main chap. So I feel like they and they have he, uh, face tag champs as well. So I feel like maybe having a heel uh, with the other belt would be kind of a nice blend. But I very easily could be Cody. I think you know there's a high chance of that happening. Uh, but the match should be good. I think it's going to be Archer. Uh, I agree with you, Mike. That's my sense. Continue. I didn't hear most of that. Uh, Ace was cutting out pretty heavy, but I think he said Archer. So yeah, he didn't cut out too bad for me. But um, yeah, he said he did say he says uh, he agrees with you when he thinks Archer's going to be the one to take it. Um, I only think that because right because the way the uh, uh, the way the storyline reads to me is that uh, old man um, assaults wife of of guy. And you can't have the wife of that guy, then I don't know. It just seems like that's not 
I don't know. That's just my take on it, I guess. That's yeah, I feel you. I feel fine. you. I think I think that um, I think that there's definitely been a lot of beatdowns happening from Archer to everyone. He's looked unstoppable so far, and someone's eventually going to have to put an end to that. And you're like, you're not going to get one over on Cody every single week. He's just not that type of a, a character, or not that type of a wrestler in general. Uh, so, but the one thing I will say too is just I think that I think that AEW the one thing that would really help them a bit is if they had that one dominant powerhouse that's just unstoppable. Like, that just can't be touched. I think you can do that kind of a story for a little bit. I think it helps get more eyes on your brand. Even, like, when Goldberg had that run in WCW where he was undefeated for such a long time, it got more eyes on the product. And I think that if you have an undefeated monster just beating the crap out of people week after week, people tune in to see who's finally going to beat this guy. Uh, and I think it's too early to have Lance Archer lose when he's on this role of trying to set him up as the guy. I mean, for You're Pete's sending sake, him to the moon, buddy, and I love it. I like I'm down with that armchair booking. It's a moonshot right there. Mm-hmm. I love it, though. I'm in for that. I, I don't, don't know if I'll do that, but I'm in for that. I don't say anything bad about it. It's a, it's, it's a cool thought. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, the cool thing about this feud, or I guess it's not a big feud yet, but the start of this feud and what they could do with it is that there's so much they can work with. Like these two guys, they can do so much. So I just can't wait to see. I don't care who wins the feud because they're both great wrestlers, but uh, either way, it's going to be a win-win, I think. Uh, so next up, we get into this tag he team. That's a lie, though. I think Mike's pulling for Archer. <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge fan of Lance Archer. People, Kremble Maniacs across the world know I'm a fan. I'm a mark. I for love it. Lance you Archer. have a piece coming on him. I do. It's uh, coming this week. I said it was going to come last week and the week before. It's coming this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's continue on. I've been too big. Too big. I haven't been able to finish. I just need to focus for a couple hours. Anyway, so now we get into this tag team tomfoolery. Uh, so we start things off, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus vers- versus the best friends. And it was, uh, like, I don't know, the match was fine, but it wasn't a super-duper long match. Uh, at the ending basically came where Orange Cassidy was, they did this weird thing where they, the camera panned to Orange Cassidy for, like, too long almost, where he was just there and, like, he hadn't done anything yet. And then Ray Phoenix, like, kicked him in the head, like, from off screen. It was like kind of like a swinging kick, which was kind of funny. Uh, and then MJF hopped the barricade, threw Jungle Boy into the post, uh, and then the um, uh, Trent, sorry, Chuck, uh, got the win with a uh, modified pile driver. So uh, this is what me and Spencer were talking about. So MJF is facing Jungle Boy at the pay per view. So they've got a, a few they need to sort of build a little bit that doesn't have a lot of story going right now. So they have to get to that. And then they also have the uh, Death Triangle uh, feuding with uh, best friends. And then there's also the, the, um, the casino ladder match, which has Orange Cassidy in it. And then also, uh, I think there's somebody else in there that's... Oh, Ray Phoenix is in that. So there's like three different like mini programs going on here and probably four with Wardlow and uh, Luchasaurus. There's like a bunch of different programs here at the same time. It's too much at once. Uh, and I, it's just, yeah, just too much for me. I, I didn't like to, uh, the amount that was going on in this match. Uh, what do you guys think about like... Let's just start off with what you guys think about um, Jurassic Express. <laughs> uh, okay, I can just give a thought on that. Um, they're fine. They're, uh, they're, I don't really hate them. I mean, Marco Stunt. Um, sometimes you're like, oh, Marco Stunt. But uh, you see him get like, literally thrown like a baseball or something. Um, and you're like, yeah, okay, that's kind of funny. I can see why he's got value. But uh, and Luchasaurus is kind of funny because his gimmick is that he's 60, 
65 million years old. That's hilarious. Um, but they haven't really done anything else. So they just seem to be guys that are there. Like, yeah, I, uh, I just don't really like Marco Stan, but that's just me. I don't know. Yeah, I like the team. I just feel like eventually Jungle Boy is going to break off and be a singles wrestler. Uh, and I just feel like, I also feel like Luchasaurus, he needs to work on his mic skills a little bit. He's good in the ring, but he needs to be a little bit better on the mic or just not have him talk in general. It could be fine. Um, so there's also one other thing they announced was that it's going to be a number one contenders match for the tag titles at Double or Nothing, Best Friends versus Private Party. And so like, this is just a bit of a weird time in the tag division because Hangman Page is staying the fuck at home. Uh, so he's not involved here. And he's like one of the most entertaining, if not the most entertaining person on the program. So now you just have the tag team titles that are sitting vacant here with a bunch of like different working parts going on and private party. I'm not entirely sure how they earned the shot. Maybe I missed something, uh, but I'm not. I like Mark Quinn, but I don't really like Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, and I don't really care. Party. Pardon me? It was a private party. That's oh, true. It was a private I didn't get invited. Yeah. You weren't there, bro. <laughs> true. I just, I don't know. I, I don't really care about that match at all. Like, I don't care about the best friends or a private party enough to root for one of those teams. Like, there's no face heel dynamic. And ne- neither team has really got that strong of, like, a built-in, yeah, sort of reason for me to care about them. There's just, like, not a lot there. I, I, I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think about best? I know we've talked about best friends before, but, like, I want to hone in on, again, Chucky T, Matt. There's just something about him. I just, I, I flip-flop on him. I don't know, like, we've talked about Chucky e. T before, but what do you guys think about yeah, him? Yeah, I mean, I like him because he and I got the exact same body. So I'm like, if that guy can do it, so can I, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, right on. Uh, I only know Orange Cassidy. That's really the only one I know of the... Uh, the best friends trio. I really don't have any other thoughts on Chuck Taylor. Chucky e. T Chuck is better than going by Chuck Taylor, though. Chuck Taylor sounds like he's just going to start a home improvement show. Tearing <laughs> him down with Take Chuck Taylor. For all, you old, <laughs> for all you old Tim the Toolman Taylor fans there, that's a, uh, that's a good old Chuck reference. Chuck the Toolman Taylor, that's what he would be. Chuck. Chuck Taylor. Chuck even sounds more. It sounds better than Tim Taylor. That's what he should have been named on, named on the show. I think, I think you're, I think you're delusional there on that. Tim the Toolman is a better wrestling name, and Chuck Taylor <laughs> is a better name for him. Tim the Toolman, yeah, that's a good wrestling name. Yeah, I mean that would work in 1990s WWF for sure. I mean everybody oh, was a gimmick. <laughs> like everyone had. Oh, here comes the Toolman. Look at his tool belt. <laughs> I mean, Pete Snake, there was a guy named Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. <laughs> it's like anything is possible. Unreal. <laughs> But right, yeah, I don't know. With the A Dubsky, are we near Pineapple Pete? I know that We're, happened. I'm going to watch that. Uh, it, it hasn't happened yet. Don't get your hopes up. Is all I'm going to say there is. Uh, next up, we have, next up we move to uh, women's fatal four way between four of the top contenders in the division. And if I'm being honest, like really four of the like only like women they've kind of like built up in the division: uh, Kakaru Shida, Britt Baker, Chris Statlander, and Penelope Ford. Uh, this one was a finish with. Uh, Penelope before getting pinned off a shining wizard from Sheeta, who's the number one contender. Uh, she'll f- she's been in she's been the number one contender for a while now, uh, so they've been building her up. She'll face off against uh, the Queen Bee, uh, Nyla Rose at Double or Nothing in a no disqualification match. 
And yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not sold on Hikaru Shida. Like her English, her English has been getting better, but it's not there yet. Um, I think it'll be a good match, but I don't think Nala Rose is going to lose. Uh, and this match was good. Everyone kind of got their stuff in. But um, it, again, like Fatal 4-Ways are... Like we talked about this with the Fatal 4-Way tag match too. Uh, there's just so many people that it's just like, get your move in and get out. Get your move in, get out. And I was sort of similar to what happened here as well. Um, so yeah, I was kind of basic match. What, what do you guys think about the women's division in AEW uh, as it compares to NXT specifically? Uh, and just the direction they're going. I think it's one of the weaker women's divisions in the industry right now. Man, that was a deep question that came out of nowhere, and it cuts like a knife. Um, like- I would just say, I think AEW, uh, some of their women's gimmicks are not great, or their characters are not great. Yeah, like, they just... Like, <laughs> the girl who comes out in the face paint, the finger paints, and she's like, I'm from another planet. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not. No one. I don't believe this character at all. Like what? <laughs> Your that name should be at least Zoltan, man. If you're gonna say that, <laughs> Statlander. Like sounds like someone who would call you up from the phone book. That sounds like you were a hundred percent born on Earth. You know what I mean? You don't even have an alien sounding name. Elon Musk's kid sounds more alien than you, and that person was born on Earth. Like so, like how are we supposed to believe that? Clip that. <laughs> Add her and just be like, hey, some helpful criticism. I don't know. Actually, don't add her. Don't give anyone any negative stuff on the internet. <laughs> but I do think that I made some good points. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't disagree because, like, the women's division in, in AW just some days they don't even have, some weeks they don't have women's matches at all, right? Like, I've definitely noticed more, like, weeks like that. Um, or they're mentioned like once, or, or Britt Baker will be the only one that really gets any like screen time. Thing. So it's like it's hard to it's hard to be a fan of uh, of the AEW women's roster. I hope they build it up. They can build it up, um, but they really got to rethink this Chris Statlander thing. I think that's really bogging her down. Um, and yeah, like uh, like you said, uh, Mike. I don't think Nyla Rose is losing that belt. Um, just yet. It doesn't seem to be anyone that can really challenge her, so it doesn't seem like she's going to lose it for a while. Yeah, it's, I just feel like they need to find the right challenger for her, and it's, again, it's similar to what we talked about with Lance Archer earlier on. Uh, it has to be, it just has to be this matchup where she's a powerhouse, she's just bowling over everybody and then just gets the right challenge. Like a plucky baby face, I think, would work, but yeah, they're just the a, like AEW is still finding their footing in the women's division. I, I don't even know if I can really tell you who books it's Kenny Omega that books the women's division, and I don't know who else is involved in the booking of the women's division. And I don't want to like single out Kenny Omega, but they just I just think they need to put more attention on that division. They're, they're doing it slowly, but just build up some more stars. I agree with you guys about Statliner. I mean, she's so big and so powerful and so strong. She doesn't need that goofy gimmick for her for her to work. Just be her. I guess she's trying to be herself because she really likes like the galaxy and stars and stuff like that or whatever uh, so fair play to her uh, she has a bunch of she has tattoos about it and stuff but um, I, i'm with you guys there so then we have uh pineapple pete vignette which is going to make ace uh pop huge here for that uh, very, i think i watched um, it wasn't it on twitter maybe i didn't see it on twitter i saw it on television so if it was oh, on, there, I saw really, it on twitter man it was hype uh, okay well then let's just not even talk about that part just leaning into the match Next okay. up, we have Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega versus Proud and Powerful. And again, 
Talking about the tag division here, uh, we got the co-champion, Kenny Omega. Great tag team match here. I thought that a lot of heat on Kenny Omega got the hot tag to Hardy. Uh, eventually, uh, AEW, <laughs> AEW won. Eventually, Hardy and Omega won the match. Proud and powerful guys. Like, I don't know if you AEW have AEW wins the match. AEW wins the match, yes. The entire company going over <laughs> in an unprecedented finish. Uh, but proud, proud and powerful guys. Like, I don't know if you have thoughts on these two, uh, on t- uh, Santana and Ortiz. Ortiz is clearly the goof of the two. You know, he's the, like, the less technical wrestler. You know, he does a lot of the funny spots. And it was like kind of okay, but I, I just, I think I'd kind of like to see them be a little, or even just Ortiz, be a little bit more serious at times. They just don't even stand out to me, but. I don't know. I don't even think we could, like, there's not even much to talk about with them. Like, you're like, eh. Hey. I, I disagree. I disagree on Santana. Santana's got a cool background, like a crazy background. He shared it on the one episode of AEW about the blindness thing with his dad. Uh, and he's also a great wrestler. So I, I, I think Santana has promised. They just, it's Ortiz, man. They gotta do something about that. Sorry, Spencer, to cut you off. No, no worries. I, because I really don't have any thoughts on them. I haven't seen enough of them do anything. So, like, I know they're part of the inner circle. That's all I know about them. Gotcha. And that's a problem if, like, because it's not like this TV show is, like, brand, brand new. They've had a ton of time to, like, build up proud and powerful. Yeah, man. When you talk about his story about his dad, I was like, I did not see that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. No, no need to go into it too much, but yeah, they did have a really, really we'll do a uh, special, special podcast episode on on Santana. I, I could do something on Santana. I think hey. he's got a big future. Crun thoughts with the kids. Episode three. We're promising <laughs> it. Episode two is not even out. We're like episode three. <laughs> Why you gotta put me on the spot like that, Ace Bottleu? <laughs> I don't know. Let's because we keep stopping. We gotta roll through this. <laughs> Moving on. Ta- this is my favorite. Okay, this is one of my favorite things going on in AEW right now. The blooming possible relationship between Taz and Darby Allen. So Taz once again tries to coach Darby. So he's trying to tell him that he lost to a basic role, you know, when he hit the coffin drop. And then Darby pipes up and goes, he knows. He plays third in the state of Idaho for amateur wrestling. So I didn't know that Darby Allen had an amateur wrestling background. That makes him even cooler in my eyes. Uh, and yeah, I, I love this Taz thing to do it, like trying to get Taz to be his manager. I, I think I'm all in on it. I just can't wait till they finally do it and they finally pull the trigger because that's that's main event written all over it. I'm like, I don't know if you guys like what do you, what do you guys think about Taz and, and what he's done at AEW. I would like to see him with Darby. Uh, excited. Should be cool. Looking forward to it. Dope. Uh, yeah, quick breakdown of the con- of the casino ladder match. Every ninety, se- there's nine people in this. That's nuts. Nine people in this match. Be a lot of uh, humanity being laid to waste here. Uh, every ninety seconds, another person enters. Nine people total. You're trying to grab a chip hanging above the ring. So they just broke broke down the rules for it. Uh, we'll talk more about this when we get to our predictions for the pay per view later on this month. Uh, interview backstage with Hikaru Shida, uh, struggling a little with her English, but getting better. Uh, attacked by Nyla, who found her, who has her kendo stick. Uh, she, was, she joked that she found uh, Hikaru's kendo stick that she lost. She was like, I found your kendo stick, bitch. Uh, and then, yeah, they're going to fight for the title. MJF versus Lee Johnson, squash match win for MJF. MJF is a good character who uh, I, I find hard to get invested in, in the ring. His matches are kind of boring, which I guess is the point, because he's a heel. Next up, Jericho versus Pineapple Pete. 
Uh, this is the match that everybody was waiting for. And Ace, I really just want to let you take this one away. Uh, it was unfortunately a squash match win for Chris Jericho, but Pineapple Pete got a couple moves in. Let me hear your thoughts about where they're going to Pineapple Pete leading into this match and beyond. Uh, I was just really excited for it. I thought, what a silly, silly little feud uh, between the two. And I was like, I don't even know anything about Pineapple Pete, but Pineapple Pete knows I only know about him because Jericho said that, so I like him. <laughs> He's self-aware about it. And then uh, I was just so hyped for that match, and I felt like they did it too soon. This could have been a pay-per-view one-off match. Like, this really could have, because it could have just kept slowly boiling under, but they gave it to us so fast. Pineapple Pete charging in. Oh, oh shoot, it's a flick. We measured him for two. He is out. Yeah, I mean, Pineapple Pete's been wrestling a long time. Like he's been, he's wrestled for a lot of big name indie promotions. So like he's, he could definitely like hold his own in the ring if they wanted to book that match. Like they definitely could. Um, do either of either of you guys watch boxing? Or you obviously you, you both know who Mike Tyson is. Like who doesn't know who Mike Tyson is, right? I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, I've seen the Hangover. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, he's he's, he's going to present the TNT title next week. Uh, so we'll see the championship for the first time, uh, which is going to be pretty dope. Definitely looking forward to that. Do you, do you guys have any thoughts on what you want the title to look like? Cool. I want it to look cool. Big, <laughs> bright, colorful. Colorful. Okay. <laughs> I think it'll be gold. I'm just going to say that. And um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll. Uh, sorry, I think it'll be like more silver, just to, like be different from the other titles, separated a little. Anyways, main event time: Chris Daniels versus Brody Lee. Uh, and the one thing I'll say about this match, not going to touch on it too much. Uh, it was a decent match. Brody Lee got the win, uh, but there's way too much interference in this match. So we have SCU on the outside, and you also have the uh, other members of the inner, uh, not the inner circle, other members of the. Uh, uh, Dark Order, and they both came in and had an impact on this in terms of interfering. And it happens way too often in, in AEW. There's way too much interference, like outside interference in matches. It's my one qualm a little bit with some of their TV matches. Uh, but yeah, whatever. It set up Brody Lee. Mox came in after, cut a promo, beat up all, basically everyone in the inner circle, <laughs> the Dark Order, excuse me, except for uh, 10. And that was it for the show. So yeah, like, okay show, but not one of their most amazing, especially after last week. Nice. Hmm. Fair enough. Um, I just had the thought, what if the TNT title comes out and it's red and blue? That would be funny as hell. Uh, they're not going to do it, but it would be funny. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Uh, something different. <laughs> I just want to see like a colorful belt. You remember like the, like the IC belt? So colorful. Which that one? belt that the green belt. And all of them. They were all kind of colorful. Well, except the new one. The new one sucks. Um, oh, I like the new IC belt. What are you talking about? Uh, I, don't, I don't like I it don't either, like honestly. Color. I like the old one with the color. white belt. I was fine with the white or the black strap on that one. It was good either way with me. I just like the color on it. The blue really popped. Fair enough. Like the US title has all that color on it. I love it when Andrade's holding it. I was like, you know what? He looks good with the belt is all I was thinking. That's all I was thinking. That's what Ace was thinking the other day. I was like, God, he looks good with it. Not as good as Samoa Joe did, but he looks good. <laughs> bring me back. Bring back some Samoa Joe. That's right. 
Although he does a great job on commentary. Samoa Joe. I think his career is over, honestly. I I just don't think they're going to do anything with him after this. Like, Vince already thinks he's fragile. I think he's a commentator. But anyways, let's move on to NXT. Or do you want to do social media shout-outs? Because it's probably all AEW-based tonight. Yeah, we we had decent interaction. I think probably just NXT, then we can do the the social meds after that. Sure, all right. Uh, But okay, yeah, that's fair. It doesn't matter what we do. We'll do them at the end, but uh, Spencer... Yeah, you right got the NXT, or does Mike want to do it? Because, Mike, you said you saw both. Yeah, I did, in fact, watch both, uh, but I, I have just talked for a while, so if Spencer wants to do it, no problems at all. Sure, well, you can chime in with uh, bits and pieces. I, I, I've uh, kind of gone over what, uh, what the show was, so I, uh, um, I have a good idea what happened, which uh, I'm excited to watch the uh, highlights tonight. Uh, I'm probably going to do that after the pod right away. Um, because, yeah, it sounded fun. Um, so tonight uh, we started off with the NXT Tag Team Championships. Matt Riddle versus Timothy Thatcher versus... Or Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher versus Imperium. Uh, Fabian Aikner and Marcel Barthel. Um, I'm excited to watch this match. Uh, these guys went back and forth uh, pretty well from the sounds of it. But the big shock at the end is uh, there's some action in the ring, and Riddle inadvertently sends one of the Imperium um, into Timothy Thatcher, and Thatcher goes, you know, and falls off the edge, and he goes, you know what? I'm done. And he just walks off. And he just says, screw you, Matt. I'm out. And he leaves. Um, so Matt Riddle's completely shocked in the middle, in, in the ring. Um, gets uh, he, fights, he fights two-on-one for a little bit, but... Uh, he hits. Uh, he gets eaten with, or he gets hit with a, a European bomb. Um, Imperium are now the NXT Tag Team Title Holders, and it seems that uh, the planned heel turn for um, Riddle's partner has just gone to uh, Timothy Thatcher instead of um, uh, old Pete Dune. Pete Dunn. So Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, Mike, did you see this match in its entirety? Was it uh, is it as good as it sounded? Yeah, I mean, these are four great workers, and I mean, not the world's longest match, but it was definitely good. Uh, and yeah, I'm excited for the uh, po- the feud that they're going to do with Thatcher and Matt Riddle. They're going to have it. Those two are two of the best technical wrestlers that you could possibly find. So yeah, that's going to be exciting. Oh, I absolutely love Matt Riddle, not just because of his whole weed weed thing that he's got, his total bro thing. Because um, I love the total bro thing, as Ace knows. But uh, he is he is like outstanding in the ring like there's times i could tell like he's just fake fighting um not in a bad way but in a way that's like if he was really going for it he might actually knock this guy's head off like if him and goldberg were to actually fight i don't think goldberg would walk away from that fight the winner no way no i'm with you on that for sure and not just because goldberg's 55 years old or whatever um anyway so we'll continue on um, unless Ace wants to add his two cents on anything. Um, nope. Okay, good. Uh, so we had Tegan Knox, Indy Hartwell were up next. Um, they, uh, they had a good match, but uh, it uh, ends with a shiniest wizard um, from Tegan Knox uh, for the winner. Um, so this is just kind of making sure that uh, Tegan Knox remains strong because uh, I believe there's 
she's got a big match coming up in some capacity. I thought maybe I'm misreading something. I don't remember anymore. So many things happen in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, anyway, so uh, there's a replay of Charlotte Flair's match uh, against Iro Shirai after that, uh, including Rhea's return. So we just get a little bit, uh, a bit of a recap going over that. Um, and uh, then there's a backstage promo from Rhea Ripley saying that she's coming to get her title back. Uh, you're going to do whatever she has to do because the title around Charlotte's waist is is mine, is in Rhea Ripley's. Um, but the exciting thing is the next segment, which is Matt Riddle speaking to William Regal over a uh, over a tablet. Um, oh, I missed a bit. Oh, damn. Sorry, everyone. I missed a bit. Um, I think I missed... Oh, no, I just missed the one. Um, it's banned. I'm bond. I'll uh, I'll explain about the bondage later. But uh, anyway, so um, Thatcher after the match got interviewed backstage, and he said he's upset. He just hates Riddle's antics. He's so tired of like the game shows. He hated being on the game show that uh, the Newly Bros show that was hilarious. Um, and he's tired of all the bros, and so uh, he got he got fed up and he left. And so Riddle confronts Thatcher, um, and they get into a bit of a shoving shoving brawl. And have to be separated from officials, and uh, that happened before the Tegan knocks. So I apologize to everyone. Um, but uh, Riddle's talking with William Regal on a tablet, um, and says, uh, and make sure that uh, Regal gives him a match against Thatcher tonight. And then Thatcher jumps him from behind, hitting him with a computer monitor, um, and says, "See you tonight." So they have a they have a match scheduled for t- the end of tonight, um, which is pretty cool. I'm here for it. Um, anything Matt Riddle here is doing, I'm pretty much here for. Um, anyway, so we have a continuation of the Cruiserweight Championship uh, tournament going on Tony Nese versus Jake Atlas. Um, Atlas, uh, I think he needs to win. Uh, Tony Nese hasn't won a match this tournament so far. Um, and Atlas has to win this one in order, because um, if he doesn't, I believe he's eliminated and he has to have Drake Maverick beat Kushida, forcing a tie. So uh, I Drake Maverick Kushida's next week, um, and yeah, so this match uh, ends up winner Jake Atlas. Uh, so Tony Nice remains winless, and for a guy that was a former cruiserweight championship, this seems like like I thought Ricochet and Cedric Alexander were buried, but this guy losing all his matches in this tournament that he a, t- a title that he held before. Seem very good. Um, any thoughts on that? Or oh man, that yeah. all got tossed around. I mean, by the time Nice won it, at least it was back to the point where like there was credible champions. We're not we're not talking about you know the Enzo era. I mean, Nice was part of that, but it was by the time he won it, it was past that point. And the only thing I have else to say about Tony Nice is running Nice, and that is all. Uh, sorry, I guess I skipped over your guys' thoughts on the Matt Riddle thing, too. Uh, Ace, did you want to chime in on that at all? Sorry, I forgot I forgot to ask you. Uh, no, it's good, man. You covered it. Uh, I think we're making good speed. I feel like uh, we're ripping through it, which is good. Just keep on rolling, man. I, I didn't see it, so I'm going to have to watch the highlights later. Ace Bondaloo, you know, he's a honest man of the people. He's a man of the people. It's true. Um, anyway, okay, fair enough. Uh, I am browsing through footage while we do this. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you, uh, didn't feel left out or anything. I don't Uh, know, my sources sent me some links. My insiders. Sources. 
<laughs> Perfect. Uh, um, anyway, so uh, our next bit is a Zoom call um, between all members of the Undisputed Era. Um, they just kind of bro out for a minute, being like, oh, it's great seeing you guys again. Um, saying how uh, Cole, they're all pumping up Cole, saying he embarrassed Velveteen and he's the greatest champion, blah, blah. Um, and uh, Roderick Strong complains about Dexter Loomis, so they make sure that they're going to get a Dexter Loomis Roderick Strong match. Um, and as we know, there's a uh, a split camp on Dexter Loomis in our podcast. Uh, <laughs> so this should be interesting. I, mean, I don't even dislike him that much, <laughs> but you don't love him. You don't. You- you don't appreciate the art of what he's doing with his eyes, but that's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, all about the eyes. Absolutely. Um, anyway, so uh, our next thing, um, we have uh, a small bit from uh, Karrion Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux uh, reminding everyone that Karrion Cross took out Tommaso Ciampa on his, on his uh, debut. Um, and Cross says that Champa was the first, was the first, but he won't be the last. So you can imagine that Cross is going to go attack some people, which could be pretty cool. Dude's got, they seem to love this dude. Um, so yeah, excited to see where that goes. Uh, Finn Balor <laughs> is uh, up next, staring at uh, at the camera, um, just getting ready for his match. He's going to match against Cameron Grimes. Um, I also have to point out in the article that I found, I'm not going to name the site or whatever, but the article I found that, uh, that I kind of got all the summary off of, um, it's written as, uh, Cameron gross. And I thought that was funny because that is, might be more, um, descriptive of his actual, um, gimmick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cause he sucks. Anyway. Um, I really I actually don't really think that. I don't really have an opinion. I just thought that was kind of a funny typo. Uh, anyway, so uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez have a small promo. Um, Dakota Kai saying, uh, giving a uh, a recap of why she turned on Tegan Knox back in um, uh, at War Games and whenever the hell that was, like eight months ago now. So they show and they show the turn again. Uh, so they really love that uh, that clip of uh, Dakota Kai's heel turn. They use it a lot. Um, but uh, Kai and Gonzalez both bond over being outcasts, um, and they're going to hurt a lot of people. So uh, that's that's what they're going to do. Um, I do like Dakota Kai. I think she, she is pretty good. Um, so that's I'm okay with that. Uh, we get a promo from Isaiah Swerve Scott uh, talking about his match. Um it's a winner go home. So if he loses, he's out of the tournament, I guess. But he talks about how he was able to take take out uh, El Hijo del Fantasma, um, and then he says he's also going to beat uh, Jack Gallagher, um, and uh, his which is his next opponent. And Jack Gallagher hasn't won up to this point in this tournament, um, and he also throws shade at Tony Nice, being like, uh, he says something like, "If I couldn't get a single win in a whole tournament, I'd probably quit wrestling altogether." So I don't think Tony Nice and Jack Gallagher would appreciate those comments, but we shall see. Um. Anyway, so we come back from commercial, and now it's uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels talking about 
this was their big teased uh, announcement mm-hmm. that these two came on for, and I didn't fully understand, but they've announced basically that they're doing um, NXT TakeOver in your house. So like it's DX just... The, in your house, uh, yeah. which was an old pay-per-view. Also, wasn't Road Dog there? Um, yes, he was. He was. Cool. Can, couldn't confirm myself. Um, so yeah, so they're just, uh, they've announced in June there's going to be an NXT TakeOver pay-per-view. So that's pretty cool, uh, considering the last pay-per-view NXT, the, uh, the unfortunate, uh, cancellation of NXT TakeOver before WrestleMania. Um, so this, uh, hopefully this goes well for, for them, because that's, uh, that's a big deal, honestly, announcing a real pay-per-view. Yeah, it's huge. I mean... I will say that it has been good for TV, I guess, not necessarily for ratings because, you know, it's, they're in the shitter, but just for, I don't know, having high-profile matches often. Like, instead of having those matches at TakeOver that were supposed to happen this year, they happened on TV. So I feel like, you know, the timing is right, but it was nice to have some of those matches that you didn't have to pay to or have the network to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I love so, it. looks sweet, too. Yeah, I oh, was... Yeah. I. I was confused by the first announcement, but when I realized what it meant, I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I mean, I'm here for it. Um, anyway, so we'll move on to the next uh, next match. It's Finn Balor versus Cameron Grimes, uh, which was set up last week uh, when uh, when Finn Balor confronted Grimes after his match randomly. It was odd. Um, but uh, anyway, this, this match kind of goes back and forth. Each guy kind of gets some big moves in. Grimes tries to hit his uh, big finisher immediately. Um, but misses. Um, and anyway, so the big the big news of this match is that Damian Priest is revealed as the man that attacked Finn Balor uh, a couple weeks ago, and he couldn't fight someone. I can't remember the whole scenario on that, but uh, he shows up and he uh, he interferes with the match a couple times. But uh, his big interference is he when. Uh, when the ref's distracted, he knocks out Balor's knee, which allows Cameron Grimes to hit uh, his 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 finisher to the cave in for the winner. Winner, oh my God, mm, I can't talk anymore. Cameron, Woo, that was hard. Yes, uh, so Cameron Grimes gets the victory, um, but Damian Priest uh, is standing tall. He ends up hitting uh, Finn Balor a couple times with some chairs. Um, hits his uh, yeah, he hits Balor with the reckoning on a steel chair. Sorry, that's what he did. Um, and he says he want he did this because he wants his name to live forever. Oh, I think um, Damian Priest is gonna lose this feud. Oh, God. I, I, I'll be honest here, guys. Like, I I don't know if I can ever see Damian Priest winning a feud in the new future. Like, his gimmick's just gonna be like Corbin. Like, talks a lot of shit, hits people from behind, never actually. That's what wins. he feels like. That's why I hate him. I'm like, there's already <laughs> a guy who does this. But think about this. That entrance, dude, you're not going to tell me that entrance isn't made for main roster television. That entrance, at least. Uh, but they, it'll be so... He's not going to get an entrance. <laughs> Holy! <laughs> oh, shots fired. That's I true, though. That you far. know that. No, oh, that's, for sure. I got like two, far. and then that's it. Nah, the next man. thing you know, he's playing tennis with for the primetime players. I wouldn't go that far. I think he has a bright future. He's got the size Vince loves. I don't think he's going to win a feud ever. I don't think he'll ever. I don't know. I'm talking we'll about, the, we're talking about two different things. Like, I don't think he'll win a feud for a while in NXT, which is what I said just before this. But on the main roster, once he gets there, uh, he's going to be, I think, a big star. 
It's like Corbin. Corbin wasn't really anything huge in NXT, just like Elias. And then look at them now. Like those guys are like main members of the SmackDown roster. And like in general, they always have something for them. And I think that's kind we'll of wait, we'll wait and see. Ace called Otis, so you gotta give Ace this right now. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. With that five percent of he called it. He did call it. Um yeah, I just I just can't get over that he calls himself the archer of infamy and you're like, what is that what does that mean? Like, like Baron Corbin when he was like the lone wolf, or he had a couple gimmicks or whatever, and they made they were they at least made sense. Like this doesn't. So, I just he's just not great, and and I I mean we'll see, I guess like you said we'll see. I I'll I'll stop ragging on a guy now. I I guess after all that, but uh, I am kind of tired of him. Uh, anyway, so our match that's next up is Jack Gallagher versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, after talking so much shit about uh, losing or not winning a match in the entire tournament, um, as he's as he's making his way to the entrance, uh, Scott, uh, he's attacked from behind by Tony Nice, who's pretty pissed about his comments as well. Uh, which, you know, makes a lot of sense. Not a nice thing he said about. It. Anyway, so because of uh, because of that, uh, he's a little slow in the start of the match, and he loses to Jack Gallagher. Um, so I guess Scott's eliminated. Jack Gallagher doesn't go down as, uh, one of the two winless guys in this match. And that's that. There you go. Um, our next match is Caden Carter versus Aaliyah. Um, this is basically just a match for, because of last week, uh, Robert Stone, um, he comes down to the match at halfway through this, uh, this match. Uh, because last week, uh, Aaliyah interfered in his client's match, and uh, he looked kind of impressed and was like, oh, okay, interesting. And so this week, he comes down in the middle of the match, um, and unfortunately, uh, Aaliyah is clearly trying to impress him and loses uh, because of it. So Caden Carter is the winner of this match, and uh, Robert Stone leaves disappointed-looking in Aaliyah, and she uh, she tries to talk to him. So, is Robert Stone an anime character? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. That's all I got, you guys. That's all I got. I He's like an anime it. character. Okay, I'm done. I got nothing else. Okay, uh, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I can't top that. I don't have anything else to add. Like that's what he is. is. What he is? Yeah, it's. It seems pretty accurate. Uh, okay. Anyway. Um, our next uh, our next segment is a promo from Johnny Gargano's and Candice LeRae's kitchen, where they're oh, their dining room. Now it's so hokey. It's so uh. hokey. Uh, I I can only picture it because um, they're both complaining and talking. Like uh, Gargano and and Candice LeRae are clearly setting their sights on their next uh, feud. Um, so because Gargano's like if. Uh, if Dijakovic took Keith Lee to the limit, Keith Lee is a joke. Uh, so he thinks that he can beat Keith Lee, so he's going to want that. So uh, um, he's going to try to punish Keith Lee. And Candace talks about how easily she beat Casey Catanzaro um, and how uh, every woman on the roster, like Mia Yim, are gonna, aren't, aren't strong enough to deal with her or whatever. So Dude, they do uh, like this weird thing where yeah. they like cut to the, they cut to like a self-narrative mode. And 
it's like all gray, black and white, and like fucking glitchy and slow and weird. That's odd. Okay. Like we're um, talking to you directly, and it's weird. <laughs> weird. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, they're clearly setting their sights on their next feud. Um, feuds for both, so it's Mia Yim and Keith Lee for both of them. Um, side note: Are are Keith Lee and Mia Yim like involved? Because I, I see them on Instagram together. Or are they just friends? Like I don't eh, actually. That doesn't really matter. Um. I just thought it was an interesting angle of like husband and wife going after the same like another couple. But I don't know How if could that's that accurate. be. Becky and Seth are the only ones. No, I was just thinking like why would they do that angle? And I remember they did back Becky Seth and Becky a while ago and all that. So I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, so that's their next uh matchup. I really hope Keith Lee wins. I I don't really like Gargano and Candice LeRae. Um never really cared that much about them. And this doesn't really make me like them that much else. More. Whatever. Whatever words are. Uh, uh, at least they're trying stuff. At least they're trying stuff. You know what? Yeah, you got to try stuff to, to do anything. so Or to get anywhere. So uh, fair enough for them to try. More than I can say. So uh, just it's just hasn't worked for me. Probably worked for someone else. Um, tweet at us if it's worked for you. Cool. Because anyway, so our last match um, is uh, Matt Riddle versus Timothy Thatcher. Uh, this one, I really want to go back and watch uh, as much of it as I can. It's it's just back and forth. These guys are going for arm bars and and they keep and they keep blocking each other's moves and they clearly are just like being well together. Um, everything that I've the description I read is that's just the picture it paints for me. Uh, Mike, you watch this one. Is it does it also live up? Oh, yeah, and I'm so baked that earlier on I accidentally said that I was looking forward to this program and totally forgot this match happened tonight. So that's going to be uh, hard for me to come back from. But, yes, it was a great technical match, like I, <laughs> like I teased earlier for the feud that uh, I thought was happening long term. Right, yeah, yeah, fair enough. No, that's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ace, I would, I would suggest this based on, based on what I saw. Like, these guys go for their, their big moves a lot. Um, and the finish seems seemed like it wasn't a little odd. Like he just kind of sat on him um, after an ankle lock. I don't really know. My favorite uh, thing was Casey Kane so far on the show. Casey Kane? Who's what? Casey Kane? The one what? beat Aaliyah. Caden oh. Cross? I don't understand what you're. What? Who's Casey? Oh yeah, Caden. Caden Carter. What am I saying? Caden That's it. Holy That's aces! Bond. Caden Carter. Caden <laughs> Carter. Not Caden Cross, it's Caden Carter. <laughs> I at least know that. I hope it's not Caden Cross. <laughs> it's Carter. It's Carter. I heard she was awesome. And then I looked at some of her footage and I was like, yeah, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. She does like oh, a cool. jumping kick from the bottom rope, like the very little bottom one. She uses it to jump in the air and get like a little bounce to her step and then kicks them. Yeah, she's like, That's super really- popular. Like, oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Ninja Turtle-esque vibes, too. I was like, cool. All right, fair enough. I didn't, uh, like I said, I couldn't comment on that one because I didn't see it, but uh, it just sounded like it was mostly about the Robert Stone thing, but apparently people like Caden Carter. I didn't know that. Very cool. Good to know. Um, anyway. With NXT. <laughs> yeah, it's because just we're just at the end here. Because basically, Matt Riddle wins, but uh, Thatcher gets uh, gets the last bit because he, uh, he wrenches an armbar after the after the match is over, 
Riddle's tapping out, crying out, saying stop, but uh, Thatcher's just wrenching on him even more. Cuts, uh, and NXT goes off. So that was uh, all of NXT. Um, very cool last uh, last match. I'm very excited to watch that one. Um, yeah, uh, there you go. That's that. Yeah, that sounds sweet, man. I can't wait to check that out as well. I mean, we sound like the worst insiders ever. We're like, yeah, we died. Oh, we saw it. Uh, oh, man, if anyone but, uh, can get through that uh, that breakdown of mine with all those stutters and mumbles, then uh, good on you. That was, that was bad. I just I wish Canada had feeds of NXT. But uh, let's hop into social media shout-outs, you guys. What do you say? Yeah, down for that. Social media shout-outs. Sweet. Uh, I think the first one I want to shout out, uh, these are Mike's tweets, was uh, a chibi Renji lover uh, who just said, made it much better. Miss Nerd World Order. Uh, when Mike was talking about the crowd noise on AEW, being in a better overall TV experience. And I think we all agree with that. So that's why I wanted to shout that one out. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I love the atmosphere at the show tonight. I thought that it was really not the same as a live show with a crowd, but as close as you're going to get, given the circumstances. And I appreciated the effort they put in. And I like the fact that JR on commentary acknowledged the fact that they tested everyone for temperatures and everything to ensure that people know that they're following safety protocols. Mm-hmm. Um, Spencer, you'll agree with this next one that I found. Uh, was from at BarbieKiller830. She's tweeted us before. Just agreeing that uh, Jericho's been gold repping pineapples, pe- Pineapple Pete's shirt. Uh, I was like, yeah, I like that. They sent us a gift. We don't get many gifts. I like that. Um, Mike, I got more here, unless you got some that you have that are coming to mind right now. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll point out three from the show tonight, uh, just that popped up in my mind. Uh, one of them was uh, <laughs> we're talking about the women's division in AEW and uh, Skyfire JCD uh, at Cage Skyfire Twenty Eight. Uh, who's uh, another loyal follower of, follower of ours. Thank you very much. Uh, she tweeted about the women's division. Uh, she wrote, she likes uh, both Statlander and Penelope Ford, who I mentioned. Uh, but Chris takes the lead simply because of the one thing she does, which is the boop on the nose. So Skyfire likes uh, Chris Statlander. She likes the gimmick. So that kind of just shows, you know, everyone's got their own kind of opinion on, on where they're going with that. Uh, and then another one that I wanted to point out was just... Um, Everyone's bad guy, uh, Rock Boy JJ, another loyal uh, follower of ours for a long time. Uh, I asked what uh, he would do with the, not just him, but what the wrestling community would do with uh, the tag division now that Hangman Page is staying the fucking home. And he wrote, keep the Kenny Hardy uh, sort of storyline going as a team, then have Hangman get jealous and uh, because of how well they're working together in the ring. Hangman cont- continuously drinks, at uh, least to a drunk rage, where he turns on the elite. And, he, and here's the crazy part. Then he thinks that Hangman Page creates his own stable called the Outlaws Faction with Austin Aries and the Revolt. So uh, I know Aces is going to have some comments on this. Uh, he's big fans of the uh, Revolt, FKA the Revival. Loves these guys. These are day ones of his. He likes them almost as much as he likes Austin Theory. Uh no, I don't. But <laughs> the way you hyped it up, I feel like everyone can tell I don't. Uh, Austin Aries is cool. <laughs> I don't like Austin Aries personally. I thought his attitude and impact was kind of poor. Johnny Impact, like, did you guys see that? Where like they had heat, like legit heat. They got in like a fight like during a press conference for Impact one time. It was ugly. So yeah, I lost a lot of respect for Aries after that happened because he was kind of being mean to uh, Johnny Impact or John Morrison's wife. Uh, Ty Valkyrie, so 
That was oh, kind of that's fun. not cool. No, so I don't personally want to see Aries in, in AEW whatsoever. That's just me. Um, yeah. I like, I like the Kenny Hardy thing going as well. I'd love to see that feud. I, I, that's who I want to see feud. I don't want to really see Hangman feud with them, but that'd be cool. Well, I mean, I think that they've been pushing the storyline for a really long time now of Hangman breaking away from the elite. Like, he wants to create his own identity as a singles wrestler. He doesn't want to be... Because at the end of the day, he's the least well-known member of the... Well, not now, but, like, in terms of, like, accomplishments and things that people have done in the industry, he's the least accomplished person in that group. So I like what they're doing with it. I'm just... That's why that's why not having him on TV is so hard, because he's just such a compelling character. His journey is really compelling, so... Fun to watch. Well, is that social media shout-outs? Yeah, those are the three. I have more if you want. I didn't know if you had more that you wanted to bring up. I felt like, I feel bad. Last time I was responsible for social media shoutouts, I did three. There was like, I felt awful because we usually do like nine or ten. So there's more here that we can go through. Uh, if you got like two more, toss them. Sure, sounds good. You, you shouted on Barbie Killer, right? Just making sure. Yep. Yeah, perfect. Okay, yeah. I appreciate it. Like you said, I appreciate the, uh, the gif. Uh, and uh, Chibi Renji Lover, uh, she wrote, uh, so I asked about who people wanted to have in the uh, casino ladder match. She wrote Pineapple Pete has to be in it, and she tagged Sugar Dunkerton. So, uh, yeah, I agree. I think it would be cool for him to be in the match. I mean, with the limited roster, he's like, people are, people are into this guy. Like, take advantage of it. Roll with it. Make it like Kofi Mania. See how far you can take it. I kind of feel like. Mm-hmm. That'd be sweet. And I think that's probably the last one that uh, I have to mention. Um, oh, Spencer, do you have any thoughts of that on that? <laughs> no, I just realized I hadn't said anything for a while and wanted to make sure you, or that you guys knew I didn't die. Uh, oh. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I didn't, uh, I don't really, I'm not o- overly interested in Pineapple Pete yet. So I'm, yeah, let's see if they can do something. Who knows? Sorry, just one last one from me, uh, and I really appreciate this one. Really wanted to make sure to remember it. Um, Groovy Ash eighty eight actually shouted us out uh, before the show even started. She wrote Dynamite dozen shoutouts, great pages to follow in the wrestling community. She tagged us first in that tweet, and even just mentioning us in general. We appreciate that a lot. Thanks, much love. Thank you, you know, Groovy Ash, that was dope. Yeah, thanks cool. very much. Yeah, just a great wrestling community here. Love talk wrestling to talk wrestling with you guys. Whilst crime, lots of fun. So appreciate that you guys are uh, interacting with us. Uh, well, you guys ready to do our clapper, crapper, and knee slapper? Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, who wants to start things off with the the clapper? The clapper. All right, I'm going to go first if that's okay. The one thing in wrestling that uh, we liked. Uh, primarily sure. from AEW or from NXT. Maybe this one is one that's unexpected. I'm going with the girl with the shiniest wizard, Tegan Knox. I think she is my favorite wrestler, possibly in the industry right now. I just think she's got that, like, you have to, like, you just have to root for her. She's got that likable look. She's got that adversity she's overcome with the multiple knees, uh, knee, like, serious knee injuries wrestling with the double braces. They have a great program with her in Dakota Kai for a really long time. Some good matches from that. And yeah, she's just fun to watch. She had a match tonight. I enjoyed it. And uh, the girl with the shiniest wizard for NXT champ. That's what I think. Nice. I'm going to say mine was uh, Caden Carter. I thought that was sweet. Uh, what, a, what, a, what an awesome match she put on. 
Uh, I quite enjoyed that. That's the, the those were the the juiciest highlights that were sent my way, and I was really into that. And I had no idea who this girl really was coming into it tonight. So, what an awesome match, Spencer! You got to see it. Uh, will do. Yeah, I'll uh, check that out later tonight. Um, I'll pick my clapper as uh, the Matt Riddle uh, Timmy. Went on. Uh, it sounds hot as fuck. Like if there was a crowd, it would have gone as hell. Um, I just, uh, if it was Pete Dunne, it would have been even crazier, but, uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see more Matt Riddle singles. Cause I was kind of like, like, I think to me, he's better as a singles wrestler. So to get him back into the singles division would be, would be a good thing. I think he's going to be the one who takes the title from Adam Cole. Ooh, yes, please. Yeah, it could be him, could be Balor. Uh, they could also have Cross do it, any of those guys. Actually, I really like, honestly, like NXT, I think it was a better show tonight. And I really like what they have going forward with some of their guys they're building up. Yeah, they do have some hot young, hot young grasshoppers. Uh, do you guys want to do your knee slappers? Yeah. Wait, no, we got to do our crappers. Oh, that too. Boy, are we bunned. <laughs> Are we bond? Uh, right, intro, intro the crapper. You got it. Uh, so the crapper, the one thing in wrestling we didn't like, it was crap. We thought it was bad. Uh, well, not necessarily bad, but we didn't enjoy it. Let's say that. Uh, I can go first unless anyone has an objection. Nope, go ahead. Go ahead. The crapper. I'm going to pick uh, Damien Priest. Just, I just don't want to see him. Like, he just... The first time I saw him, is like I was like, uh, who? And then I heard about his thing, and I heard him talk, and I saw him wrestle, and I was just like, none of it's for me. So, Damien Priest, my crapper. Yeah, I can feel that. I think we're all in a consensus that the gimmick is weird. Like, and we're again, just, like, tired of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to see him on the main roster. I just think that he'll work out better that way, but obviously that won't happen until we get non-empty arena shows, so we just have to wait for that day to come. You know, man, I mean, they're just calling up people left, right, and center at this point. He could be there any day now. Ah, <laughs> uh, I hope they don't do that. I hope they don't waste, like, his debut on that. That would suck. They might do it. Um, my crapper. Well, what was AEW's main event, Mike? It was Chris Daniels versus Mr. Brody Lee. See, I thought the AEW main event should have been Pineapple Pete versus Chris Jericho. The way they did that match tonight is my crapper. I was stoked on it. They could have a little more with it. They could have closed the show. What if they did an actual match? Jericho thinks it's a joke. Pineapple Pete gets some offense in. I'd be into that. Be into that. Yeah, and I think it would have been most believable now because of Jericho's age. Like if you know, mm-hmm. like earlier in his career, no, they shouldn't. Have, they wouldn't do something like that. But because no, Jericho right now older, have been sweet. Yeah. So that was my crapper, just the way they handled that. I was so stoked on it. I even tweeted out pineapples. <laughs> Saw that. Uh, Michael, was your crapper? Yeah, my crapper was that tag match between Best Friends and the Jurassic Express from AEW. There was just too much going on with the outside interference towards the end. Trying to do too much uh, at the same time. Uh, I don't think they needed to have that tag match tonight. And also because we don't know when Pac's going to come back, like that whole... The whole thing with Death Triangle is kind of like, we don't know, like it's kind of on hiatus. So, yeah, just going to go with that match in general. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> what was your knee slappers, gentlemen? That one thing in wrestling we thought was absolutely hilarious. 
the knee slapper. I should have gave it this last time because I rewatched the clip a couple more times. And this doesn't count. I guess this isn't it. But I want to give it to Charlie Caruso saying that would be the greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> oh, man. That was, that was a Vince thing for sure. He was a 100%er. I know. Moment. I, didn't I message you guys saying backlash 2020? We get to see the greatest <laughs> yeah. wrestling match ever. When it's <laughs> dude, when that match is on, you know we're just gonna be messaging each other like, can you believe this is the greatest wrestling match ever? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? You, I'm pretty we're sure you're never gonna it. not start hamming that up. Like, uh, <laughs> can I be yeah. my crapper? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, my knee slapper. I don't know. That you, you all accept it. Um. Yeah, uh, I'll do my knee flapper, and it's the fact that Tony Nese is over, over in uh, the tournament, and uh, former champion, he, former champion Tony Nese is an over. That's my uh, knee slapper. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, my knee slapper is just going to be the signs that some of the people in the AEW had this week. I thought they were hilarious. There's the pineapple peach sign from actually. You know what? Let me adjust that. My knee slapper is. Uh, Billy Gunn's kid. I think his name is Austin Gunn, uh, but he's just been hilarious in the crowd. Like he, every week, he's been there since the empty arena show started with with his dad there, and he just has funny signs and he's like always interacting with what's going on. And I think it's hilarious. Like I don't know they what they're doing. With they, they seem like they don't get in trouble anymore. Those two, hey. <laughs> like, like they both just seem like they just are saved by the wrestling biz. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love they're it. also I like, like good-looking dudes. Like the Gun Club, like they could go somewhere with that. Actually, I think so. Me too. Father-son tag team championship—that'd be hype, dude. Yeah, totally. And AEW would do something like that. So, yeah. So I like it. Sweet. I agree. Well, gentlemen, do you want to go into uh, what we had this evening? I got one I really want to shout out that I quite enjoy. Yeah, let's yeah, do go it. Ahead. All right. What I partook on was a. Uh, Seven Acres Jack Hayes. I cannot uh, tell you enough how much this smells like just a fresh cut grass. She's been talking about it for three days. It's good. It smells good. What did you, what did you have, Spence? Um, funnily enough, uh, Ace Bondaloo, because you recommended it, I also had Jack Hayes, but I mixed in some Spinach Farms Blueberry for flavor. Um, not literally, I don't really know if it changed it anyway, but, uh, it, I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, it's Jack Hayes is about 18%, uh, Spinach Farms Blueberry was 20. So it's really even, it really kept it nice and high. And yeah, I smoked that joint at the very beginning of the pod. And, um, if you listen to my recap of NXT, you, you could tell. You'll know. Uh, Mike, what did you have? <clears throat> Yeah, I had key. Uh, so I had this kind of something different tonight. I had like a, the brand is called key, uh, like a lock key, and it was uh, like a dabber. So it's just kind of like you you put it on the. There's a better term for this, but like you put it into the thing and then you dab it on your tongue. So I had some of that, and uh, I had a lot of it because <laughs> usually I have to. But yeah, it's all right. It's pretty good. It's flavored, watermelon flavor. So pretty nice. Nice, nice yellow uh, nice buzz. It was a good pod. Please like and subscribe if you can. If you could give us a five-star rating on iTunes, that would really mean something. If you, if you don't want to give us five stars, just don't rate us at all, please. Like, I don't I don't know why. Just don't do it. Um, 
Uh, <laughs> Mike's got a piece on Lance Archer coming out. Anything else, gentlemen? Yep. Hey. Uh, no, no, not at all. Just again, um, looking forward to dropping that piece finally. And uh, looking forward to continuing to talk wrestling.